You're listening to Kyle Warren. Well, here we are. Right around the corner is the midterm elections. Folks, they're talking about the red wave. They're talking about the red tsunami. But what are the Democrats talking about? The Democrats are pretty much saying that if Republicans take power in the House and the Senate, evidently that's going to mean that we're literally going to be living in Nazi Germany. This is it, folks. This is what they have. This is exactly the bottom of the barrel that they are scraping because they understand that they are losing big. They're losing on the issues. And this is all they have to say at this point. Stay with us, folks. All right. Welcome, everyone, around the globe and across the net. It is the Friday slash weekend edition. That's right, folks. It's the day of the week when we keep you entertained and informed a little bit more than we do throughout the rest of the week. That's even humanly possible. And as always, we do our level best. To send you off into your weekend with a smile. Thank you very much. A singing host making his contractually mandated and obligatory appearance here on the program. Folks, it is the Friday slash weekend edition, the Kyle Warren Show. I am Kyle Warren. Glad to be with you as we join you here on this Saturday, November the 5th, 2022. And Tuesday will be here before you know it, folks. And I think it's going to be incredibly exciting. A quick program note, of course, many of you find me here on this program for my appearances on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program as it goes out along certain Salem stations, also along the GCN network as well, and uh, growing and growing and growing, by the way, I'm always proud to say, uh, the fastest growing overnight radio program in America with host Captain Matt Bruce, and uh, the captain is actually going to start broadcasting at midnight, Uh, that'll be actually November 9th, but for me, out here on the West Coast, Captain's in Tampa, Florida. For me out here on the West Coast, that's going to be 9, 9 p.m. And I'm going to be live with the Captain starting right then uh, as we go out on the uh, on the program and for a special Captain's America. And uh, so I'm going to have a lot to talk about. I know even some results, I think, here from California. And there may be some upsets here in California, folks. As you know, uh, even the, uh, uh, the district of Katie Porter, which is is actually my district uh, here in Southern California. Um, that was changed recently, I think, from lean Democrat to toss up. So, folks, could the red wave actually even reach California? San Diego may also be in play. A district in San Diego, the president himself went there earlier this week in order to campaign. Now, folks, you know, you got to tell me, I mean, this this is this is our, these are not good signs. For uh, for the Democrats, we're going to have an audio here in just a little bit uh, from our own Governor Gavin Newsom, where he talks about the narrative. The Democrats, they, they're losing on the narrative. They're getting crushed on the narrative. Well, that's and we'll talk about that when we get to that. But that's all you know, that is that's what it is to them. It is a narrative. But what is it to actual voters, my friends? What is it to actual people across the highways and byways? 
and these people are of all different ethnicities, skin colors, uh, cultural backgrounds, you name it. The issues to them are not just give me a narrative that, you know, you can just sort of, uh, you know, trick me or entertain me with some kind of story to make me go vote a certain way. Or are they talking about real issues? Are they talking about the price of milk? Are they talking about the price of gasoline? Are they talking about the price of bread and groceries? Anybody who's been to the grocery store lately knows that your dollar just doesn't go as far as it used to. And that's not just a cliched phrase. That's, that's a real reality. And, um, you know, I think people are starting to make real choices. Now, here we are, too. As I mentioned, it's November the 5th. And we're heading into Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving will be here before you know it. And that, of course, means that Christmas is literally right around the corner. I can start to hear the sleigh bells. I know things are ramping up at the North Pole uh, like never before, I'm sure. But people are looking towards the spending that they're doing, the spending that they anticipate because they want to be able to buy their kids Christmas presents and stuff like that, right? Uh, they want to be able to uh, to enjoy the holidays, and that equals more spending. But when they're already getting tapped out, we've talked about this too, when they're already getting tapped out using their savings, uh, now going to credit cards in order to maintain the level of spending because their wages aren't rising commensurate with inflation, and now we just saw the 75 basis points that happened earlier this week from the Fed, another 75 basis points they raised in order to increase the pain level. My friends, this is a total disaster. And the Democrats have absolutely, uh, and here's the weird thing, they're choosing the narrative. What is, what is the narrative? The narrative is you'll be living in Nazi Germany. It's the death of democracy. Democracy will be demolished, Right. And then on top of that, on top of that, uh, we want to make sure that people are more worried even about energy, not only in terms of the price of gasoline, but look what's happening with diesel. The captain, Captain Matt Bruce, has been really talking about this on his program, the idea of the diesel, upcoming diesel shortages. Can you imagine? And I, I thought when he talked about this, this was very, very frightening to me. Can you imagine, and I can imagine what it means to all the different truckers out there, but if you get rationed, and this has happened in the past when there were shortages, if you get rationed, for example, 50 gallons of diesel per day, uh, that means you can go a couple hundred miles, something along those lines. Can you imagine what that's going to do to the already uh, stressed and strained and messed up supply uh, chain here? Uh, can you imagine what that means for deliveries to grocery stores? Uh, this, these, these, this picture is not pretty. Now, and we're going to come up to the break here in just a second. So I'm just talking about this here in the first segment. We're going to get to a lot of more details here in just a minute. we got a lot to talk about, by the way, in the program. And so glad that you're with us, by the way. Um, because, again, there, there are so many things happening. It's almost, you don't even know where to start because everything feels like a lead story, <laughs> doesn't it? Um, but with the uh, possible shortages and things like this coming up, we've also, of course, got the international issues that uh, that we have to deal with put all those those things together china makes a move at taiwan for example you know the, the war in ukraine really heats up as it's been doing 
you know, folks, I'm, I'm hoping that we see some good things on Tuesday for starters. Okay, stay right there because we have so much more to tell you about. Back after You're this. You're listening to Kyle Warren. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVET's highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETS can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETS helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVETS service officer or to learn more, visit at amvets.org. Hey, I'm going out to buy those shelves for the closet. Oh, will you pick up 800 lumen bulbs? Honey, I love you, but 800 more flowers? You'll give the neighbors a real reason to think we're wacky. <laughs> Not flower bulbs, light bulbs. Come on, Dad. Lumens tell you how bright a bulb is. Our 60-watt bulbs give off about 800 lumens. We can replace them with new 800 lumen bulbs. Bulbs just as bright that use much less energy. So, we'll save money. Yes, and we can use that money to increase my allowance. Right. (laughs) Wise guy. Worth a try. So, you got that? Got it. No tulips, no watts, 800 lumens, and more savings. He got it. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy. After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That effervescing attitude. And without all that other stuff that can, well, bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com. I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren. Ah, Yes, it is. Thank you very much, Mr. Ron Edwards. We sure appreciate that liner. And folks, welcome back to the uh, program. We have so much more to tell you about here on the show today. By the way, we'll hear a Ron Edwards Notebook here in just a little bit as well. But, you know, we have this program for one reason and one reason only, and that is you, the listener. And because of you, we keep going up and up and up, just like the music is doing right there. And once again, thanks for listening. Glad to be with you today. Don't forget, you can go to KyleWarrenShow.com. That's KyleWarrenShow.com. And there you can find out more about the program. Uh, You can subscribe to the podcast. Uh, You can, uh, by the way, you can find us on some great podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, also Podcast Republic, and many others. Uh, And so you can take your pick and you can actually subscribe either directly right there at kylewarrenshow.com or you can go to some of these great services and you can subscribe uh, through them and that means you get the podcast uh, downloaded to you automatically or however you would like to receive uh, your podcast. And, you know, we're fine 
finding more services all the time that are finding this program and listing it accordingly. So uh, we're glad, very glad uh, to have you on board. And uh, by the way, once again, I mentioned earlier, I'm really happy to uh, uh, have a lot of people finding this program uh, from my appearances six nights a week on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program, uh, of course, with host Captain Matt Bruce uh, from his flagship station of AM860, The Answer, there in Tampa, Florida, going out along the Salem Media Network, also along the GCN Network as well. And all that happens at 2 a.m. Eastern Time or 11 p.m. Pacific Time. The captain and I always have all of the latest political news, all of the latest breaking news as well. Uh, that Because and, and, in so many ways, news breaks overnight uh, in America or across the world. And uh, the captain and I are usually the only ones telling you about it and in it, you know, right when it's happening. So you definitely want to tune into the program. And if you like to opine, you can also call in uh, as well as we take phone calls there on the program. And the captain wanted me to tell all the listeners to this program about the great products and the great people over at MyPillow.com. That's MyPillow.com. When you go there, scroll down to the radio listener specials page. That'll open up all of the great deals on all of the great MyPillow products, including, of course, the MyPillows. By the way, everyone in my family sleeps on a MyPillow, and we love it. Mrs. Professor has the uh, the slippers. She loves them. And uh, we also sleep on the Giza sheets, and we have the towel sets. And by the way, these things also make great gifts, especially, in my opinion, especially things like the towel sets or the slippers. But there's all kinds of great products there at MyPillow.com. Now, when you go there to shop, either for yourself or maybe for some Christmas or holiday gifts, you definitely want to use the promo code CAPTAIN. That's one word. Promo code is CAPTAIN. Simply use that to unlock all of those deep discounts and great pricing. And uh, if you don't want to uh, put your credit card information in on the internet, that's understandable. Uh, you can call the good people at MyPillow on the telephone. You can call them at 1-800-641-5459. That's 1-800-641-5459. And of course, use the promo code CAPTAIN when you call them and you'll be helping out this program. You'll also be helping out the Captain's program as well. We really appreciate it. You'll be getting some great products and you'll be supporting uh, a great company. Okay, so once again, folks, uh, let's uh, let's dive back into this. I mentioned about messaging and I, I mentioned, I think I mentioned about the coal-fired power plants. We'll get to that here in just a second. But let's listen in here real briefly. Uh, this is Gavin Newsom. This is from a CBS News report where they're interviewing Governor Newsom. And, you know, I guess, well, one of the questions, well, not in the interview per se, but I think one of the general questions when it comes to Gavin Newsom is, what does he want to do next? I think he wants to run for president next. I really do. I think the party, the Democrat Party, is looking at Gavin Newsom as maybe one of the only ones, pardon me, that could actually run for president. He seems to check off uh, some of these different boxes uh, in terms of uh, uh, of his age, uh, terms of he's a governor from a big state and stuff like that. And uh, uh, I, I think that uh, I think they're looking at him very seriously. Now, that being said, let's hear what the governor said now about what's happening with this with this so-called red wave that that we're expecting here. Uh, that's so that's being talked about so much. But it's a red wave, I guess, in his opinion, really not because of issues, but because of the following. Let's let's listen in. Feel like a red wave? Yeah, of course it does. And, and again, uh, 
I'm not paid to say that. I'm paid to say, you know, we faint and feel. I mean, I get it. Look, I mean, I could be the cheerleader. I'm also a pragmatist. You feel it. Newsom, with one of his party's biggest digital and fundraising operations, sounds like a Democrat with bigger ambitions. And it goes to my fundamental grievance with my damn party. We're getting crushed on narrative. We're going to have to do better in terms of getting on the offense and stop being on the damn defense. Uh oh. Oh boy. I got to tell you, folks, uh, when Gavin Newsom starts talking like that, well, that's my damn party. Another damn defense. You know that uh, he's trying to position himself because number one, he knows they're gonna get they're gonna get crushed. They're gonna get crushed in the in the uh, in the midterms, no matter what. It, it's just a, a what to what extent is that going to be? So he knows that. So he's already pre-positioning himself to say things like that and to look like he's outraged and he's going to come in and help clean house and, and this kind of thing. And uh, But it also goes back to this one particular item as well. And that is, a governor, it's not just about narrative. We're getting crushed on the narrative. Well, what's the narrative supposed to be? The narrative is supposed to be whatever the Democrats tell you, whatever, you know, the, the things that are really important to you just really aren't all that important, I think is what the narrative really actually means. Because if the things that were really important to voters of all of both the big parties, the Republicans and Democrats and independents as well, um, the Democrats would actually be speaking to those things. They would actually be saying uh, and doing actually that's more important. They'd actually be doing things that would help to bring down inflation. That doesn't mean just send out a check, the California inflation help check or whatever it's called. Um, you know, we're going to offset these gas prices by sending you a check. That's not the way to fix inflation. It's actually more inflationary uh, to, to, uh, to a great degree. Um, what they need to be, to be doing is they need to be making moves that actually improve things, but they're not going to do that. Uh, they're beholden to the left. Um, I saw an interview on Fox News uh, earlier this week uh, with a longtime Democrat who's now endorsing uh, the, uh, the Republican challenger against uh, AOC. And they're doing it because they're saying exactly what we've been talking about on this program and the Captain's America the Democrat Party has left Democrats in the dust. It's exactly what's been going on. They don't represent their values. They don't represent uh, their issues. They're only about these, these intense far-left uh, uh, ideologies, and, uh, and it's left everybody in the dust. So no amount of narrative, uh, Governor Newsom, is going to be able uh, to fix that. So, I mean, if he really wants to run for president, he needs to clean up California. He needs to make California a powerhouse, not not a state where we just send out a bunch of checks and then, you know, give lip service to all these other sort of, you know, uh, left wing sort of ideological things. It just doesn't work like that. People actually want something to work. They actually want to be able to have a robust economy that provides opportunity, that that organically brings down prices. And the only way we can do that is to make sure we have plenty of energy and we have uh, plenty of opportunity and people are able to do what they do best. It's just that simple. 
But of course, to the Democrats, it's all about just sort of trying to tell you a story uh, enough to where, you know, it's, you know, you're finally going to, and you feel good, you know, about things and, and so forth. And then, of course, I don't want to get too far into the weeds here, but, you know, if everything is just about abortion and just about the Supreme Court decision, then that is not going to motivate a lot of people because people are seeing, again, the, the pricing and all these things happening. They have to be able to believe that that the representatives who want their vote are actually going to do things that actually affect their lives. And it's, and it's just that simple. All right, folks, uh, we've got we're coming up here on the break here in just a moment. When we come back, we're actually going to hear uh, President Joe Biden tell you, like almost like Hillary, flashback to Hillary of 2016, we're going to shut down the coal-fired uh, power plants. Boy, that sounds wonderful, doesn't it? Uh, and it'll be replaced with wind, wind power. Now, I'm all for alternative energies and mission-specific, but here we go again with the Democrats telling you exactly what they want to do that will actually ruin more stuff. <laughs> Stay You're with us. listening it. to Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. A short time out, then back with more, so stay right there. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards Notebook right here on The Kyle Warren Show. GOP leader Kevin McCarthy has declared that GOP-led Congress will not approve any so-called comprehensive amnesty deals before the border chaos is fixed. Hopefully it's not too little too late. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. The southern border is destroyed, thanks but no thanks to utterly foolish buffoonery and sometimes wicked plots to literally demolish our republic via unlimited, illegal, and legal immigration. It was woefully evil to tie amnesty and border security together. The politicians who designed and pushed through such madness should be permanently banned from running for political office for imposing such a burden and security risk for we the people. Obviously, Biden and his fellow leftist cronies, including some rhino Republicans, have refused to operate as members of the government of by and for the people, hopefully. The establishment's preferred amnesty for so-called border security is permanently defunct because if it is not ended very soon, we will no longer be the great sovereign republic land of the free, home of the brave. If we allow this most blessed nation to devolve into a balkanized mobocracy overrun by illegals, it will be hell on earth. I'm Ron Edwards. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. You're listening to Kyle Warren. All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through this Friday slash weekend edition. And we have so much more uh, to tell you about uh, as we go through the program today. Once again, don't forget, you can go to kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com. And uh, you can find out more about the program there. You can subscribe to the podcast. And we really appreciate it when you tell your friends about the program. We're on social media as well. You can find us on Facebook and 
Parlor. Also, of course, on the new and improved Twitter uh, as well. And so you can uh, you can spread the word about the program uh, to your friends uh, on those platforms as well as others. And we sure appreciate it. And uh, it really, really does mean uh, a lot to us uh, when you do that. Okay, so we mentioned earlier about uh, Joe Biden uh, and his comments about coal-fired power plants. And I think I think that we have that. Let's see. I, I think that we do. Uh, we've got President Biden talking about the coal-fired plants. Yes, I think here we go. About a month ago, on the site of the largest old coal plant in America, guess what? It costs them too much money. They can't count. No one's building new coal plants because they can't rely on it even if they have all the coal guaranteed for the rest of the, the existence of the plan. Okay, stop, stop, stop right there. Uh, the rest of the existence of the plan. Whatever that is, I don't know what that is. Um, but uh, I, I just was thinking when I'm hearing this, didn't Barack Obama talk about coal-fired power plants as well? Didn't he say, well, you could build them, right? But they essentially, just paraphrasing here, they will make it so onerous on you that you won't be able to, to make them go. You won't be able to operate them. It'll be so expensive. You see, so it's it's not about the idea, well, you know, it's just too much. It's too much to operate. It's kind of the same kind of ridiculous thing that they tell you about drilling. Well, we're not, you know, we're not stopping the uh, the process, uh, you know, for drilling, uh, you know, uh, you know these, these, just not getting permits or whatever it is. Well, of course, they make that process in and of itself so onerous, that it will never uh, be doable. But they can run out and say, hey, we're not stopping it. Hey, don't look at us. You know, come on. You know, we actually know, we don't, usually we all sort of know somebody who kind of talks like that, right? Don't look at me. I didn't do it. No, it's not, wasn't, you know, it's that kind of stuff, right? But just on a much, much larger scale. So let's go back to the president talking about. Talking, talking about this, but and again, I just can't, I can't help remember, but remember about Hillary Clinton telling the the uh, the uh, the coal workers, well, you know, we'll just get, you'll just get retrained, you'll get great new jobs, right? You get great new jobs. Okay, let's let's uh, and and I guess I know I want to get to the audio, <laughs> but I guess that also it's like those workers um, on uh, the Keystone XL pipeline. I ah, just, just go get some new jobs. You know, very highly sophisticated, incredibly hard-to-do jobs and so forth. Uh, uh, now, just, you know, go get something that pays you maybe maybe a fraction of what you're making here, you know, in, for, in terms of your, your, uh, your level of professionalism and all the stuff that you're able to bring. Yeah, just go get a different job. It's no big deal. Okay, uh, so here, let's go back to the president. Because they can't rely on it, even if they have all the coal guaranteed for the rest of the, the existence of the plant. So it's going to become a wind generation. And all they're doing is going to save them a hell of a lot of money and using the same transmission line they transmitted the coal-fired electric on. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America. All right. Well, I'm sold. I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I'm totally sold on that. Uh, don't have to tell me again. Uh, really? This is the kind of stuff. It's all, it's all, it's, and you see how they, they bring the other thing, oh, they're just going to use the same transmission lines. Oh, oh, well, that sounds pretty, pretty easy to do. That's, that's, that's like a no-brainer at this point. Folks, we're not generating enough electricity as it is right now. And I just want to be clear on something as well. I'm not anti-wind energy. See, that's, that's another thing. It's not that, 
that conservatives or Republicans and stuff they're, that they're anti, you know, I mean, I'm anti-electric car. I'm not anti-electric car in any way, shape, or form. Um, I think that you have mission, if you have mission-specific products, right, mission-specific products that make sense. For example, if you have, and I think I've said this before, right, let's say you have a 40-mile commute or a 25-mile commute or something every day, and you have an electric car, and you head on down to your job, and you come on back home, and this kind of thing, it probably probably would work out really, really well, right? Um, so there's nothing wrong with that. But the issue is, is the uh, the powers that be, the Democrat Party elite, or we just call them the party elite, the far left with the Green New Deal and all that stuff, they it's it's not about having great new energy sources that can help you in your daily life and make things easier, you know, and we'll, we'll use less, uh, you know, gasoline, this kind of stuff. That's all fine. But it's the uh, dramatic turnaround that they want to make you do that actually makes your life worse. Doesn't improve your life, actually makes it worse. Makes the economy worse. And it's because it's all political. It's all about a control. It's all about controlling um, your more aspects of your life as opposed to, and this is the important point here, as opposed to letting the uh, market deal with these things, make it more efficient, you know, that miniaturize it, whatever you want to call it, make it more cost effective so that getting in an electric car and driving across country is just as easy or easier than it is right now with gasoline powered vehicles. That should be the standard by which we should be judging how we're making power transitions, right? That kind of thing. It's always going to get easier. To a great degree, it became a lot easier to send PDF documents. And now, as many of you may know, there are services you can use to digital to digitally sign a document so that you don't have to messenger it or you don't have to drive it across town or put it in the mail or whatever. And some, But sometimes you need what they call a wet signature, and that, that still is, a, is an important factor in many cases uh, these days in business. But things get easier. They get more efficient. And why did they do that? Not because somebody mandated it. It's because the market actually made it happen and found a way to make it work. And, you know, for all the far-left uh, Democrat socialists out there, right, it's not because... Uh, again, because somebody somebody mandated mandated it, but it's because the evil capitalist system actually made it work. Okay, so it, again, so uh, you know, it's the evil capitalist system that that allows things to get streamlined. But when you come out and you say things, we're going to shut all these plants down and stuff like that. That's all part of the mandate. And he's couching it in the idea that, well, it's just too expensive to operate. But we know that that's not really the case. And if you're going to get the energy that we need in order to even charge up the electric cars, you're going to have to go nuclear or, and this is just for fun, I'm just being funny, we're going to have to get some kind of secret alien UFO power source or something like that, um, you know, in order to make it viable. You know, <laughs> just... 
Just once, I like one of the reporters that asked the president out by the helicopter, can we use the secret alien UFO power sources and electric cars, Mr. President? Just see what he says. <laughs> right? <laughs> so you might say, no, 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 we're not ready for that yet, or, or something like that. I don't know. Uh, just being funny. But uh, the idea, <laughs> and who's going to sell Who's going to sell you your electric cars You know that run on that? Is, well, it has to be Bigfoot. Anyway, um, all right. Well, it is the Friday slash weekend edition. Remember our pledge to you, the listener, that we keep you informed and entertained even a little bit more than we do throughout the rest of the week. Uh, so there it is. Uh, so at any rate, uh, Joe Biden, yeah, this is all too much fun. Uh, this uh, uh, from Reuters comments by President Joe Biden about shutting down coal powered energy plants days before critical midterm elections drew fire Saturday from a key conservative Senate Democrat. Uh, no one is building new coal plants because they can't rely on it. Remember, we just heard that uh, that uh, clip. Even if they have all the coal guaranteed for the rest of their existence, of well, they have, they have it quoted as the plant. It sounded like he said plan. So I don't know. <laughs> what's what's the plan, Mr. President? Um, we're going to be shutting down these these uh, these plants all across America and having wind and solar says the president. The remark cast light on a touchy political issue for Biden and his fellow Democrats. Inflation near four-decade peaks that voters say there's, is their top concern. Higher energy costs following Russia's war in Ukraine have helped lift prices along with the economic rebound from the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, let's see. Senator Joe Manchin, who represents coal-producing West Virginia, said Biden's remarks were, quote, outrageous and divorced from reality, unquote while also dismissing, quote, the severe economic pain the American people are feeling because of rising energy costs, unquote. Comments like these are the reason the American people are losing trust in President Biden and instead believe he does not understand the need to have an, an all-in energy policy that would keep our nation totally energy independent and secure, Manchin said in a statement. It seems his positions change depending on the audience and the politics of the day. Well, that's exactly right. He's exactly right on that. And he also mentioned something else about energy independence, folks. That is the national security issue that we absolutely have to get under control. Stay right there. We have more coming up next. You're listening to Kyle Warren. This is Chicago-style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh. Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol, like statins, may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke, it's even more important you lower your cholesterol. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. Hey, John, I just heard you got a new computer. Congratulations. Thanks. It's the coolest thing. What will you do with your old computer? I don't know. I guess I'll just throw it away. Well, my company just bought new computers, and we decided to donate the old PCs to a place that gives them to local schools. You could do something like that. Seriously, who would want a three-year-old computer? Hey, it might be great for someone else. Computers can be refurbished and reused instead of ending up in the trash. By passing it on, you can help the community and the environment. If you're replacing your company's IT equipment or you're finished using your personal computer, pass it on to a local organization that accepts computers. To learn more, log on to epa.gov slash pass it on. This message was brought to you by EPA, Dell, Intel, HP, NEC, Philips, and this radio station on behalf of EPA's plug-into e-cycling partnership. EPA does not endorse any commercial services or products of these 
groups. For information on all partners, log on to epa.gov slash plugin. In sports, five games were featured in hockey action last year. Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. Have you saved a life today? We organize a blood drive at our school. My blood type is O. They really need that. Have you saved a life today? I have cancer, but I make sure all my friends know how important it is to give blood. My blood helps heart patients or accident victims. Have you saved a life today? No, but today, someone's blood saved my son. The American Red Cross. Call 1-800-GIVE-LIFE. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to kylewarrenshow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash kylewarrenshow. You're listening to Kyle Warren. As we continue racing through, rocketing through the Friday slash weekend edition. And we're really starting to see the weather uh, start to come in in different places. Uh, we uh, here in Southern California, I think we're getting ready to have a couple more uh, things come through here about midweek up in Northern California. Of course, uh, they're getting a lot. It's cold. They got winter storm warnings. Uh, we're now starting to watch the mountain passes, by the way, on the Cal- on the uh, Captain's America Third Watch radio program, uh, because every every morning uh, at uh, 2.45 and 3.45 a.m., we're doing the Trucker Highway and Byway Report. Um, my uh, my area is the Western United States. To tell our trucker friends and anybody out there uh, driving uh, what to expect uh, as they go through some of these different uh, uh, key interstates and so forth. And now this time of year, we start watching those mountain passes like uh, Snow Squamish Pass, also Cabbage Patch uh, Pass, I should say, Fourth uh, of July Pass up there in Idaho. Come down I ninety uh, out of Coeur d'Alene, and uh, you know this is. Uh, really serious stuff when that weather comes in um, and people get slammed and the snow comes down and uh, or you're coming across out of Denver you're heading towards Utah and and you're coming through uh, 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 Glenwood Springs places like that uh, Grand Junction um, you've got a lot of weather uh, coming in these places and uh, so we keep track of it and so wherever you are listening in the country um, especially if you're in these places that are now starting to get snow um, and get some getting some really bad weather consistently here uh, be careful out there that's 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 for sure uh, but we're riding along with you especially right there if you're uh, trucking across the highways and byways if you're driving uh, we're right there with you uh, and telling you what to expect um, okay now we when we, I think, did I mention this earlier in the program uh, about the idea of the, it's going to be Nazi Germany. 
if if the if the red wave really comes to pass here, if the red wave really comes to pass, it's gonna be Nazi Germany. And uh, uh, Ron Klain, who's the chief of staff for President Biden, one wonders if he's gonna be chief of staff for a long period of time following the midterms, because the midterms, folks, are going to this is you know a line of demarcation in politics is gonna happen on Tuesday, especially if we start to see. Um, some uh, some uh, 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 blue seats flipped red, especially like, for example, here in California. Uh, if that starts to happen, uh, that is uh, talk about alarm signals. Talk about uh, you know you know just going to uh, to all you know some kind of uh, uh, DEFCON one or something for the Democrats. Um, and of course, they're they're going to push up the rhetoric. There's no doubt about that. Watch for that. Watch for um, you know all kinds of stuff. And and by the way, and I don't want to get involved in this at this point. Just say this in passing. But the election denial is, is going to be off the charts. It's going to be all over the place. It's going to be everywhere. It's going to be, no, this couldn't possibly have happened. The Republicans found some way to uh, to jimmy the system and, and so forth. That This will not stand because the, our democracy has been attacked and, and on and on and on it'll go, right? And, uh, but I, I think as we see some of these, uh, some of these key races... Um, and uh, and how they're how they shape up, um, it's it's really going to it's really going to say a lot, and it's going to position the Democrats, I think, into a much worse uh, rhetorical place. I think you'll start finding that they will. Um, I mean, you think it's bad now that somehow we're we're heading to Nazi Germany. I mean, it's it's going to get even worse. Let's listen in here. Uh, this is actually from MSNBC, I believe. Um, but this is um, uh, White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain being interviewed. Let's listen in. Oh, that's not that's not what it is. A quick technical problem. We can fix that. Okay, I think it starts out here with President Biden. Let's listen in. Recent polls have shown that overwhelming majority of Americans believe our democracy is at risk, that our democracy is under threat. They, too, see that democracy is on the ballot this year. It's President Joe Biden speaking last night at Union Station in Washington, just a few blocks from the United States Capitol. Let's bring in White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain. Ron, thanks for being with us this morning. Uh, tell us thanks about the decision me. to make that speech about democracy, about what's on the line five days from now in your estimation, and when you chose to do it, the timing. Well, you know, the president's been talking about the threat to our democracy since he launched his campaign way back in 2019 and again on January 6th and again in September in Philadelphia at Independence Hall. And I think the president decided a few days ago that it was important to uh, uh, issue one final warning on this issue to make very clear, to leave no doubt uh, that we have people out there still peddling the big lie. People uh, uh, now raising the issue of election denial in this election okay uh, stop, course, stop stop right there it's one final warning it is was one final warning actually can i can i get a big boomy voice on that for big oh here we go it's a one final warning <laughs> big boomy voice says one final warning and because they again they got nothing this is they're literally scraping the bottom of the barrel um, and that, that's why I preface this with the idea of, of you're going to hear Democrats be election deniers. 
Didn't Hillary Clinton come out and say something the other day about they're already looking how they're going to steal the election or, or just words to that effect? I'm not uh, just paraphrasing. Um, you know, so they start laying the groundwork for that now. But it's OK if Democrats say that Democrats get. What about Stacey Abrams? Didn't, wasn't the election stolen from Stacey Abrams, too? And uh, so that's okay. But then, see, she's fighting a noble battle. See, she's fighting a noble battle then. She's not being an election denier who's attacking our the uh, very root of our democracy. So that's why you have Joe Biden saying, democracy is on the ballot. Well, democracy is not on the ballot. Actually, by going to, <laughs> I wish someone would explain to them, by going and voting, we're actually, you know, participating in democracy. In this case, direct election of our representatives for our republic, right? So, come on. And, and by the way, I'll just say this parenthetically. This is one of the reasons why they use, even use that term over and over and over again. Uh, they use it in a way that that sounds like they're talking about our our American electoral system, but they're not. They don't really mean that, as far as I can tell. Uh, they're they're loading that term up um, in order to uh, lay the groundwork for dismantling our American electoral system, namely the electoral college. And the electoral college was put into place such that smaller states have a say in the election of, for example, the the president. Uh, the uh, that uh, you know that uh, will oversee the United States basically, um, and and take it out of the hands of majorities. <clears throat> pardon me, folks, in larger states um, that would be able to run roughshod and take away the voice of voters in smaller states. So that's called disenfranchisement, right? And so what the Democrat Party elite really want to do is they want to create that disenfranchisement under the guise that somehow it's all very democratic. And that's why you'll hear phrases like one person, one vote. Well, of course, well, hopefully only one person gets one vote. That's the way it's supposed to be. But the way they say it means that they want to make sure that large groups of people on either coast can vote and simply cancel out any say that you might have if you live in a different state in what the Democrat Party elite might refer to as flyover territory, right? Or that kind of stuff. And so, I mean, it's all very subtle, but it is actually, but it's very, very meaningful uh, to them uh, because they want to be able to try to hoodwink you into believing that somehow the Electoral College in and of itself is somehow anti-democratic, quote unquote. And of course it's not. It allows the United States of America to function and to stay together and to be able to have uh, a, a governing, uh, a, you know, elected government that is going to actually serve the United States, <clears throat> pardon me, and not simply serve uh, the special interests uh, or some uh, special party elite or some some uh, some alien ideology, this kind of thing. It's, it's all very, very important. Uh, and that's why the words that uh, you hear Democrats use 
is uh, is important to watch and important to uh, keep track of. Okay, well, folks, thank you for joining me here on the program today. It means everything to me. I'm so glad that you're here, and I hope that you have a great rest of your weekend, and I hope to see you bright and early, 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program. Go to kylewarrenshow.com for links to listen live, or go to the thecaptainsamericathirdwatch.com. So everybody out there around the globe, we'll see you next time. Until then, you're listening to Kyle Warren. Take care out there.